0: Welcome everyone, this is uh, another episode of, and when I say I mean, this is your co-host Austin.
1: And this is your other co-host, Adrian.
0: I finally have some good audio, hopefully, so I won't sound like I'm uh, talking through a long tube uh, (laughs) during this episode. Um, So, we're gonna start, I guess, by talking about net neutrality. Uh, I don't have... I don't have as strong feelings as some people seem to because some people have um, all the strong feelings about it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's not great, but... Um, Time out. I was doing... Yeah. I, losing it is not great.
1: What, what is net neutrality?
0: Net neutrality means that uh, Internet providers cannot prov- can't selectively limit bandwidth or... Yeah, they can't limit bandwidth to sites on the internet. So what would that mean if we don't have net neutrality? Your internet provider can limit your access to certain sites um, and the the worry uh, maybe the plan would be that you pay additional Uh, fees to access websites better. Um, That, like, your basic Internet service would have some amount of Internet, but it's uh, the sites they want you to use, you get your full bandwidth. The sites they don't want you to use, unless you pay more, they limit your bandwidth, you pay more, you get faster access to those sites. Uh, So that's the fear. So
1: who does this help why do people and i am guessing it's mainly people in the government are kind of trying to push for it why do they want
0: right to get rid of net neutrality it helps people who own uh internet companies it it helps your internet providers uh because then they can they kind of have all the power then to like gouge Mm -hmm. you for more money just by restricting your internet um it could help people who want to emphasize their websites or media. Um, a video that I watched said maybe somebody doesn't like a certain site. Um, I'm going to use Brett, Brett Barr for an example. Um, so, uh, so the CEO of a internet company says Brett Bar is not a good site, um, so I will restrict all access to it on the internet company that I am the CEO of um, just to prevent that information from being spread um, so that's a people fear of the loss of control of information as well mhm mhm so all right so i was do you have i was trying thoughts? to think of what is a good reason for not having net neutrality right um, and the the reason that i came up with was if the internet had never been free i like i think the ship has already sailed on this but i think mm-hmm. maybe if the internet had never been neutral we wouldn't be living in the ad living or wow well, ad driven dystopia we currently live in um because everyone is paying basically a subscription for the internet anyway mm-hmm. you you it's not free like facebook is free but then they sell your information to third parties um, or just let them access all of your browsing to better direct ads at you. So I don't think that would... Okay. I'm going to sound cynical, but like it might still be the case that if we were all paying for the internet all the time, then it would still be like that. But I think it's less oh, right. likely there's yeah, there's less incentive to invade everyone's privacy and uh-huh. um, try to get money from them if you're already getting money from them.
1: Right. Although, in reality, if anything, is history has taught us anything, or people, is that they're not really going to settle for a certain amount of money, right? In a sense, like yeah. we already are paying internet providers, so... And they're not settling it because they want even more money. I don't know. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, it, That's like the perfect world scenario, but even that seems like it's a it little seems, idealistic. It
0: seems unlikely. Um, but that was that's like the best reason that I could come up with for not having net neutrality in the past. Um, we we maybe don't have advertisers trying to run our lives um, through the internet. You know, what I they already you know what I just realized? Not through the internet.
1: Yeah. No. This, is, what we're doing right now is through the internet and net neutrality allows you to listen to this
0: for free. Yep. Wow. Well, it lets you listen to it for a flat rate. Right. Anyways... But we uh, we're not specifically here to talk about net neutrality, but it happened today, so.
1: Right. Is is a big thing on the internet today? So I was like, hey, maybe we should talk about it. But you know what else on is a big the thing today? Right. That's a good point. You know what else is a big thing today slash tomorrow? What? This is my segue. <laughs> you figured <laughs> it out. <laughs> <laughs> I did know time, the answer. At the the time of recording this. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi is about to come out I guess it premieres um, tonight Yeah technically Because um, we're recording this On a Thursday um, So We we kind of threw the idea around of talking about Star Wars um,
0: Didn't feel like it though
1: did, Well <laughs> I, just, I just didn't want to like Let's just always talk about the newest movie That's coming out which maybe that's what will turn out to be I don't know we do we do talk about movies in general outside of this podcast, but anyways, I yeah. think well we're also we'll try to expand it a little more, kind of like what we did um, with Stranger Things, and kind of just talk. I want I was thinking about like not not is Star Wars a good? Did we were we gonna say movie
0: or story? Um, or is it good? Both. Is it good? Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah so it, the original thought was like is Star Wars good um and then I kind of wanted to to make it a little more broad and say like what makes a good story or even like why do we like stories mm-hmm. um and I think I think Star Wars is an interesting kind of series to look at um in like why do we like stories because at least I was thinking is like a lot of some of the like what is being pulled from is like history um and and a lot of kind of the history things. of the
0: world or the history of the the ashes of star wars canon um well both but um
1: originally i was thinking about the history of the world um being a lot of those things being pulled into creating the story of star wars Mm. and so i wanted to talk about that too so excellent look at that on the same page we didn't even talk about it um so why i guess my thought then is like why do we like retellings of history because i think in a lot of ways like histories are the greatest stories um
0: depends on your your view of history of course
1: right 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 um but like even, like, you go back to, I was thinking about, like, what are the greatest stories of all time? And I was thinking a lot of, like, Greek mythology and those things, which in some ways probably aren't history, but, like, is a telling of history, I guess. I don't, I don't know.
0: Do you well, so, in? I watched a great video about Ken Burns today. Yes, I watched a documentary about Ken Burns. And it was Who's great. Ken Burns? Ken Burns is the, uh, I guess he's the director slash creator of many documentaries such as Ken Burns' Civil War and Ken Burns' uh, National Parks, America's Greatest Idea. Um, he recently came out with a documentary about the Vietnam War. And he's, he's uh, for being notoriously boring, his documentaries are great. Uh, I don't know where, I, yeah. Granted, they're like fourteen hours long, but they're all they're so great. Um, and he he definitely sees history as the greatest story, mm-hmm. and just a, a continual story of the human existence, or like the human condition throughout time. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that that the emotions that drive people in the 1800s are still the same emotions that are driving us today. And what he's trying to do with his documentaries is capture that. Um, and he does, he does a great job of getting these sweeping stories that are just like come up out of the regular lives of regular people. Um, Mm -hmm. so Ken Burns is great. Uh, hmm, where was I going with that? Something about history. Oh yeah. So do we do we want Star Wars and other stories to reflect how we view history? I guess um, because, as you said, episodes four, five, and six are very um, inspired by World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, the stormtroopers are named after the stormtroopers. Um, everyone dresses like a Nazi in the mm-hmm. Empire. The stormtroopers were Nazis, by the way. Also, shockingly, unrelated... Well, it's related to Nazis. Werner Heisenberg is just amazingly uncontroversial for being a Nazi. Um, it's one of those, like, things that
1: kind of pass under the radar because it was, like, science. S-
0: still, though, he was trying to build nukes for the Nazis. Right. And he's he's just shockingly uncontroversial. Anyway, um, so, and I think that's that's what's great about Star Wars is that it, it paints a very just heroic struggle, underdog good against overwhelming evil, mm-hmm. and you see that victory in Luke and in the rebellion. Right. Um. That is not how people currently see the world or that's not how people see like present maybe that's how some people see some present day things but the everything's much more narrative constructed Um, Mm -hmm. there's not ultimate good, there's not ultimate evil it just depends on who you ask and how you ask it kind of Right. and I think you see that in people talk about like some people to be contrarian like oh th- like the Empire clearly got rid of slavery during its rule because it doesn't exist in the Empire but it did exist in on Tatooine during the prequels mm-hmm. or uh they rule the whole world efficiently and the rebels are just uh who knows people dissatisfied with the political environment or something but that's like that is not the point of Star Wars at all right um, and from what I've heard about this next one The Last Jedi uh, it is it is not that I've heard it is a nuanced take of Star Wars and it that kind of leads me to my main question do we want Star Wars to be nuanced because I think it's great because it's not um, or that's what that's nuanced? what that's what makes the the first trilogy great is because there are heroes, there are villains and the villains are evil because they're evil. The heroes mm-hmm. are good because they're good. And even the, mm-hmm. the the scruffy nerf herders can overcome their scruffiness and be the greatest heroes in the galaxy.
1: Right. Um, so what do you mean by nuance? Just like,
0: well, okay. So I'm just assuming that the, uh, there's like a, the lines theory that seems terrible though. Um, the the lines definitely
1: become blurred. Yeah. Between the the light and the dark side.
0: People believe that Luke is saying the Jedi have to end because of their blind adherence to the light is good and dark Mm -hmm. is evil. But like, I think that's a misinterpretation of the light and dark side of the force from the original trilogy. Like, the, the dark side is evil because it desires power. Right. It's not... The dark side isn't just about, um, like, tapping into deep emotions, right? It's all about power. Like, what that's what uh, Palpatine Raw yells. Power. Unlimited power. When he's electrocuting Mace Windu out of a window. Uh, window because right. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's out of as as a dark side user that's what he cares about that's right that is what the dark side is that's why it's seducive right um so i i think as trying to paint them as as uh, like uh, it's just a reflection and you shouldn't repress your emotions you should be who you are on the inside that's a very I don't think they're saying that, but that right. They kind of are,
1: I think. Right. And and so so I guess um yeah, and I think it it does kind of go against um what we've seen, right? And I you think mm-hmm. of the the um the new the prequel trilogy, right? You see why does why does Anakin in the end turn to the dark side? Because he wants the power to the power to save padme right Mm -hmm. he wants he wants that power he wants that desire he wants that control um so yeah and i I think like they're definitely very much blurring the lines
0: Mm -hmm. um now even in the even in the force awakens i see um, that as a reflection of how we view the world and history hmm. right now um yeah they're it's not right, it's not black and white, it's not light and dark, right. even though it is, I think in the Star Wars universe. like it might not history is sometimes that way in the world, uh, but it's usually not mm-hmm and right it kind like it gets back to what i I said about the Lord of the Rings do you do you sacrifice the tone of the Lord of the Rings to capitalize? on what's popular right now. Do you sacrifice the I'm gonna say Zeitgeist of Star Wars. Um to to make it more relevant to right now. Right.
1: Um and I and I think like you can't you can't even get away from it in Star Wars, right? Even though mm-hmm. this seems to be pushing that way, there still seems to be a greater evil right there still seems to be that side of things whether you know ray and kylo have this weird kind of middle ground type thing um there still seems to be this greater evil and and to me in the end you're still gonna have to have the good defeat the evil which
0: i don't know i think they're gonna paint luke and snoke as uh opposites Yeah, where where neither is, neither is like Luke's not good, Snoke's not bad. They're just dedicated to their, their like zealots for their own cause, and Luke's like, trying to overcome that.
1: Right. This is just me speculating, though. Yeah, yeah. While we're on speculating, so a a lot of watching the Force Awakens right reminded us of A New Hope. It was like. This is the what? exact. This is like the exact same no. storyline. They have a they have a giant planet sized space station that can just tr- shoot lasers and also, destroy other planets. Sorry,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna. You keep interrupting me right here when I'm getting going. Uh, Kylo Ren blows up five planets. Yeah. And like we, r- r- like when Alderon was exploded, that's like a big moment for, like. Ben Kenobi is just like he feels that viscerally. Um Right. They blow up five planets and it feels like just to escalate the stakes. Not for not for any real reason. Like that's why th- that's the Empire showing that it's evil. Right. Anyway, that's so what it. I
1: was saying. Um if we if we follow the trajectory of copying the original trilogy right we have this one would be mirroring the empire strikes back um and i there's at least from the trailers right there seems to be a lot of um mirroring already you have ray training with luke um Mm -hmm. in the same way that luke trained with yoda um and even even the outcome looks very similar right so luke decides to abandon his training um against yoda's judgment um, in order to go save his friends. Um, and it, it very much appears like a similar thing is happening. It, it seems like either Luke is deciding to end the training because um, mm-hmm. he doesn't feel good about it, which is essentially kind of what Yoda was feeling at the same time as well. Um, or and, and it also seems like Rey is leaving um, to kind of go seek out Kylo. Um, but anyways, this is kind of getting maybe too deep into the weeds of what's happening in the movie and not broad, but maybe that's okay. Um, so yeah, I think to me, as we're talking about like what makes a good story, um, I think the, the idea of good winning over evil is one of those things that actually, um, makes for a good movie or a good story. Um, and not that you can't um, have a story where the good doesn't end up on top, um, but I think that there's something inherent about um, humanity that we kind of desire um, the good to triumph over evil. We want to see the victory for the good guys, right? We want to we want to um, align ourselves with the good um and so as we, as we're kind of talking about this blurring the lines of of good and evil and what is actually um yeah i guess what is perceived as good and evil i think it might detract from what makes a good story um in the sense that um we want to see the good win um but also again if it's mirroring empire strikes back mm-hmm. like Empire Strikes Back is is arguably my favorite Star Wars movie and at the end of that movie um, the good is not winning Um, it does not look good for the good guys
0: yeah I uh, I don't know if you were there we watched Star Wars with our dad I did anyway yeah that was right after we saw Rogue One right? yeah and uh, it was weird watching it with him and watching it again because uh, episode five is dark um mm-hmm. but i don't i i don't think it makes a bad story i think it makes a bad star wars story yeah. um so i was i was trying to think of um star wars episode Trilogy one is very archetypical um intentionally so um, George Lucas said he wanted to make it a monomyth um, based on Joseph Campbell's Heroes with a Thousand Faces. So I think it, if you want St- Star Wars to be mythical in the way that mm-hmm. I think Lucas wanted the first trilogy to be, then having, like, blurring the lines of what is right and wrong detracts from that kind of mythic story um mm-hmm. i think it mm-hmm. makes for great other stories um because so i was thinking of uh superhero movies and people say they're like the myths of our time but they're not really they're the hero stories of our times like mm-hmm. the hero stories of greek mythology and those like those are fine to deal with more nuanced than the myths i think mm-hmm. um like Batman uh, Batman is great they're like but there's not okay I'm talking about the Dark Knight trilogy there is there's not there's more nuance to the Dark Knight than I want in a mythical story mm-hmm. but it's great in the Dark Knight because Batman isn't he's not a hero in the way that Luke is a hero Right, um so he should, yeah, people should be facing challenges that are suited to the story that they're in and the character that they are, and I don't think s- the how Star Wars has set itself up is a mythic story telling archetypically typically like good and evil stories. So, I think, yeah, maybe we should just stop okay. making Star Wars films, and That's so then we happen. people don't get bored of that arc archetype, and we have to do new things that I think lose the spirit of Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I probably mentioned it at least in our when we were talking about Thor, but just the idea of like these movies that are kind of like carbon copies and just kind of punched out every year just to kind of make money. Is that really good for storytelling and movie movie making? Um, I love star Wars. Don't get me wrong, but it's heading in that trajectory. Mm Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know, but I I do like talking about that. Star Wars keeps
0: its epic tone Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. superhero movies are shying away from. Right
1: and and even in a way where it's like so another thing i was wanted to talk about too is is the nostalgia factor um mm. yeah and especially
0: go for especially it especially
1: in the force awakens right like why not okay i i think i went into it with pretty pretty low to reasonable expectations um obviously loved the nostalgia factor just boosted the movie a mm-hmm. lot but then the story was actually pretty good too um and but and i th- i think that the nostalgia factor was was really kind of what pushed it over the edge in my books from being okay that was an okay movie too actually that was a good movie um and so the fact that it was star wars the fact that you see han and leia and luke um again it it, mm-hmm. it kind of it makes a an okay movie a good movie
0: I, but for me right now uh, now that Han's gone, I want the, I want all the the original cast to go. Yep. Um,
1: and. Which could easily happen in this movie. Which is probably
0: going to happen. Carrie Fisher, um, you know, has passed away, so Leia's got to go one way or another. Mm. Um.
1: And if Luke is the last Jedi.
0: Right. Like. It's kind of in the name. So right. I hope, like, I hope that happens. And I also, I am, I'm so tired of hearing about. Who's raised parents? I don't care. It like that's not an important question that you go into right. a movie asking. When have you ever gone to a movie and been like, huh? I wonder who the main character's parents are. Who cares? That like that's not important that shouldn't be the driving force of the story. But we've got to have JJ's mystery box, so
1: Wait, but how how is that different than the like iconic luke i am your father i wasn't
0: i wasn't looking for it i wasn't waiting okay with bated breath be like oh wonder who luke's father is gonna be wonder when that's gonna be revealed i i didn't it didn't matter expecting that to be revealed so when it was it's shocking and it's like wow obi-wan was lying to him his entire life Mm. Yoda was lying to him his entire life were they just using him um that's fair. But now it's like, oh, man, when's this going to be a big reveal? And I know it's going to be a big reveal because everyone cares about it. Uh, but, like, that's not – to me, that's not how you tell a story. Uh, but I could be wrong. I'm not a director like J.J. Uh, J. Abrams is. So,
1: And who knows? It could be – yeah it could be something we we nobody's even looking at or it's gonna be a dudge right where it's like nobody it doesn't matter right one of those which in a lot of ways would be good Mm -hmm. right because again to your point it gets back to what's actually important right like does it does it really matter who's ray who whose parents ray is Mm whose parents who is ray's parents wow that was hard who are Um, Regardless, you understand what I was trying to say, um, does that affect the story and and if it does, does that make it worse? like it does her parents i yeah
0: i I just I feel like you can't get away from the original trilogy if she's related to someone right you know what I mean? cuz yep. like the cool theory now is that she is palpatine's descendant. Um and that just that just seems unnecessary to me. Um and like that's that's kind of when I I want to see the the old cast go because like the best part of episode 7 is Harrison Ford, who's always been the best part of Star Wars. Mhm. I, like, let's see some other people be right. the Star Wars cast and not just right. accessories to the people we already love.
1: And that's why, that's why um, maybe not, but I'm going to go there anyways and see if I figure out what I'm trying to say by the end of it. Okay. And that's why Rogue One was good, right? It's in this world of the original trilogy, yet you see other characters who have no... No connection to the original cast and crew, really. Um, no, no connection other than that they're in the same universe, mm-hmm. um, and it's a, and it's a standalone story. Um, but it was actually good. Another one where I was kind of going in with low expectations, and it and it turned out being better than what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of just proves right that I can still be in the same universe in the same storyline and the same conflict but i don't need those i don't need to lean on those characters to have a good story i don't need to there the star wars universe is massive um with so many characters i don't need to keep limping along with the skywalker solo crutch um we can move on from that and i think it's it would it would help out the story
0: though i do like uh I do like that Luke's changed mm-hmm. like Han is Han's fun, but he's still the exact same person he's always been. Yep. Which is a pretty Han thing to do. Right. Uh, but it's not a very human thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that if Luke's in it, at least he's, he's changed and isn't the, he's not the bright eyed, starry eyed moisture farmer. He was, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't even that in episode six. Right. Um, and he's, and he's, now he doesn't seem to be who he was in episode six either. So mm-hmm. I'm glad. At least if if you are going to bring back people, bring them back in an interesting way.
1: Yep. Um, shoot. What was I going to say? Something about the movie Kylo Ren. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Um, It was more of a question, I guess. Sure. So – So we were talking about how the lines are kind of being blurred. Mm -hmm. Um, Is, is there a scenario where, or if there, what is that scenario where this movie gets us back to a good versus evil story? For instance, can, so kind of at least this point, at this point, Correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of people see Ray kind of leaving Luke and going to Kylo Ren to try to figure out how to be a Force user. I can't even use that the is, Jedi anymore.
0: That's shown in the trailer, but I think it's a misdirection. But oh,
1: oh I I 100% agree. I think it's um, so. Anyways, my thought is: what if the opposite is happening? Um, what if Ray um, is trying to bring kylo um over towards the dark side or away from the dar- or, or, or from the light side, yeah away from yeah. the dark side um could that in turn kind of redeem this kind of good versus evil that we've seen all throughout star wars where um you now have the two of them kind of going against snoke and whatever kind of greater evil is behind
0: yeah the curtain? yeah i think so and uh, it would work well with the theme of kind of like redemption right that mm-hmm. they've got through Poe uh, no not Poe, right. Finn Finn Finn, you know as an ex-stormtrooper like finally realizing that the First Order is evil and trying to mm-hmm. um, make amends for that so I, I think that would that would parallel nicely with Kylo Ren and, like I th- I think he's fit to come back to the the light side of the force. Who
1: really knows?
0: Yeah. He's He's just kind of angry and angsty all the time.
1: He he's such a like yeah, just an unknown like I don't it, it basically it to me he just seems confused and so in that confusion yeah. he just is angry. Um and so because of that is why he kind of leans towards the dark side. Right. Um, and so basically like if he can somehow, and I, I don't really know why he's confused to begin with. Um, but yeah, I don't, and maybe we'll figure that I, out.
0: I want to see a redemption arc for him, but that mm-hmm. that could just be me. Um,
1: but it it fits right again, we if we keep, yeah. keep going off this idea of like and I, and I don't think it's a bad thing, right? I think that Lucas has even said that the the story, the saga of Star Wars is one that repeats itself, right, and he so it rhymes, we, but it rhymes, so if we want to look for this rhyme um it, it fits perfectly for Kylo that there is some kind of redemption right, as he continues to mirror Darth mm-hmm. Vader. Um, and, and like all throughout the force awakens, right. We see him referencing Vader. We see him trying to, you know, live up to him, if you will, which is really, which is a really interesting idea, um, for, and and obviously Darth Vader was evil, but yet in the end, he, he was redeemed, right. he Mm -hmm. was, he was able to bring balance to the force so yeah i think that arc is definitely there and i hope we see it um but yeah i could easily just see a, a weird loop happening where mm-hmm. it just goes downhill for for kylo and ray
0: yeah like so the godfather right came out about the same time as the first trilogy and those are both great but I don't want to, I don't want to see the Godfather in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I want to see Star Wars in Star Wars. Um, yep. But yeah, I've got things to do, so let's. Uh, if you're cool with wrapping up,
1: let's wrap it up.
0: All right. Um, do you have recommendations for us this week?
1: Um, I didn't think about this. Do you have one and I'll, uh, you can go for? I do. And I'll yeah. Think of
0: okay. Um, okay. So I hedgingly... Re- hedgingly recommend this um cat's cradle by kurt vonnegut um i read this past weekend it was it's weird um so just a warning about it's a book um written in the 60s i think and it's it's mostly about kind of what do you do in a society where you don't trust anything He's, he's really trying to deal with the, a fallout of World War II um, and the use of the atomic bomb. So once once science is something that we can't trust to be good anymore, and he's... Uh, okay, his religious beliefs are weird, but he seems very like religion is something that you say to bring comfort to yourself. Like, if, those, if that's what we believe... How do we live in that world? So, it's a very strange book. Uh, I tried to tell the plot to somebody, and it did not go well. Um, because <laughs> there's a weird island, and everyone freezes to death in the end. Oh wow, spoilers! I don't ca- so I don't care about spoilers though. Um,
1: but people listening might care about spoilers. They shouldn't. <laughs> i'm sure they'd appreciate you making decisions for them
0: yeah um that's what the recommendations are for though right
1: making decisions for them that's not the definition of a recommendation what
0: yeah i i go through all this stuff and then say this is something that you should consider
1: right that's not saying this is something you need to read or you're going to read
0: well fine whatever anyways finish your um So, yeah, I I don't stand by Vonnegut on everything. He's also... uh, Everyone tells me that Russian books are very depressing. I have never found them to be that way. Um, The books that I find depressing are, like, Catch-22 and Kurt Vonnegut. So So, I think this book is very depressing, and I do not stand by the things that he says. But I think there are good things to consider.
1: All right. I'm going to... Cat's Cradle. Cat's Cradle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go in a very different direction because we're different people in that way. So anyways, uh, my recommendation would be to check out the YouTube channel Film Theories and Game Theories. So I was thinking about that. Of the film theories, especially uh, a guy named Matt Pat originally started doing game theories where he takes video games and looks at the physics and different things. And anyways, if you're a nerd like us, you would find them enjoyable. Um, and then he recently probably actually, it's probably been over a year now. It's been started
0: like two years, I think.
1: Okay. Anyways, it's been like two years. He recently started a new channel called film theories where he looks at movies and, kind of does the same things look at different physics behind things he did one on before thor came out about like which is this actually the strongest um superhero is it thor or the hulk and he did all these interesting calculations but anyways he also he has two theories recently about star wars so i was thinking about a lot about those while we were doing this discussion so check them out if you basically are interested in movies or video games and think that going way too far into the details about things is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find that very enjoyable, and if you do, you will enjoy these videos. So that's Matt Pat's film theory and game theory.
0: Oh, it is a year ago. So
1: wow, yeah,
0: Uh, Spot on there. He had a deep cut Lord of the Rings theory too. So well, yeah, that was good. It wasn't a theory; it was like a. Uh, it was like
1: a yeah, which was still good.
0: So anyway, thanks for joining us. I don't know if we said anything this time.
1: <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> we just we kind of talked about things. We kind of talked about like the idea of like we like stories that are historical. I think we like stories where good triumphs over evil.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, just just be true to your material. Right. Like if yeah, if you're in a world where you can only make sequels and um extend properties that already exist, be true to them. Uh,
1: but I kind of like him mixing it up too in some ways.
0: Eh, maybe. Would
1: you be I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, watch the movie, enjoy Star Wars. Let us know what you think. Well, Let us know if we said anything in this video. Oh, I was by about video, to know people I mean, don't,
0: <laughs> don't tell us what you think about spoilers. But I am gonna stick by my guns and just just post <laughs> spoilers in the comments. Um Alright. Yeah. I got homework to do, so.
1: sounds good. We will see you guys next week.
0: Yep.